Um, we have um, we have something in our house, and I think Stu just started it in yours. Rough greens. Have you done Vitasmar yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, my dogs love it. My dogs go crazy for food now, but Uno uh, Uno runs to his bowl, and I I looked at him and I said, "You want to eat?" And uh, Tanya had had left, and I I missed her, so I didn't know if she had fed the dog this yesterday. So you want to eat? And I thought, this dog would never eat before. She could have fed him right before she left. I get home, and he would have eaten again. He loves this stuff. It's like dog crap. And he wasn't eating before. That's the big Yeah, he was difference. never eating before. Um, Vitasmart has all of the stuff in it that you your dog needs, all the live stuff, because the food you feed them is dead. It's cooked. So it's all dead. They need the probiotics and the uh, and the healthy bacteria, et cetera, et cetera. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck and order some of this now. It's amazing. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Hello, America. It's Friday. And the Glenn Beck program. We're going to start with one of the bravest people I have met. One of the bravest people that I... This this woman is a Democrat, voted for Pete Buttigieg, but just wrote an article after attending a Trump rally. I realized Democrats are not ready for 2020. They are going to get their butt kicked. And wait until you hear what she says she has experienced in the last three months. Next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Can't wait to get that story in 60 seconds. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man sitting on his porch with his feet propped up on the railing, gazing between his boots at the microcosm of his own neighborhood. And he smiles to himself. On display before him, a neighbor from down the block is clearly trying to concoct last-minute Valentine's Day plans. It was written all over his face. Not on our man. All his life, he was the type that planned ahead, type that went out and conquered his frontier. He planned ahead for the difficulties. And right now, there's a reservation with his name and the name of his best gal on it. He crosses his feet and leans back, staring at the pair of Tacovis boots on his feet. Now, that's the kind of integrity we're talking about, the kind of planning. Tacova's boots are made from the finest leathers. They take 200 handmade steps to complete. 200 steps. Other companies can skip those, and that's why they, I suppose, can make them cheaper, but that's what they are, cheap. The quality and value that goes hand-in-hand in Tacovis, they're half the price of a similar quality boot because they sell directly to you. You know they don't need a middleman. They know it, too. They give twice the value of any kind of boot that's priced similarly. Tecovis, find your pair. Tecovis, Western Goods for New Frontiers. T-E-C-O-V-A-S, tecovis.com slash back. That's tecovis.com slash back.
I've been a Democrat for 20 years, but my experience made me realize just how out of touch my party is with the country at large. This is an amazing story written by a woman on the left or a Democrat, and I want to read it verbatim because it is awesome. Listen to this. I think those of us on the left need to take a long look in the mirror and have an honest conversation about what's going on. If you had told me three years ago I would ever attend a Donald Trump rally, I would have laughed and assured you that there was never any chance of that happening. Heck, if you had told me I would do that three months ago, I probably would have done the same thing. So how did I find myself among an 11,000-plus Trump supporter rally in Manchester, New Hampshire? Believe it or not, it all started with knitting. You might not think of the knitting world as a particularly political community. I honestly have never even thought of it as a community, but, but you'd be wrong, she writes. Many knitters are active in social justice communities and love to discuss the revolutionary role knitters have played in our culture. And I started noticing this about a year ago, particularly on Instagram. I knit as a way to relax and escape from the drama of real life, not to further engage with it. But it was impossible to ignore after roving gangs of online social justice warriors started going after anyone in the knitting community who was not lockstep in their ideology. Can you believe this has gone to the knitting community? Knitting stars... (laughs) Didn't know there were, but knitting stars on Instagram were bullied and mobbed by hundreds of people for seemingly innocuous offenses. One, got, one man got mobbed so badly that he had a nervous breakdown and was admitted to the hospital on suicide watch. Many things were not right about the hatred and witnessing the vitriol coming from those I had aligned myself with politically was a massive wake-up call. Democrats have an ass-kicking coming to them in November, and I think most of them will be utterly shocked when it happens. You see, I was one of those Democrats who considered everyone who voted for Trump a racist. I thought they were horrible, yes, even deplorable, and worked very hard to eliminate their voices from my spaces by unfriending or blocking people who spoke about their support of him, however minor their comments. I watched a lot of MSNBC and was convinced that everything he had done was horrible and that he hated anyone who wasn't a straight white man. And he had no redeeming qualities. But when I witnessed the amount of hate coming from the left in this small niche knitting community, I started to question everything. I started making a proactive effort to break my echo chamber by listening to voices that I thought I would disagree with. I wanted to understand their perspective, believing that it would confirm that they were filled with hate for anyone who wasn't like them. That has turned out not to be the case. The more voices outside the left I listened to, the more I realized that these were not bad people. They were not racist, Nazis, or white supremacists. We had differences of opinion on social and economic issues, but a difference of opinion does not make your opponent inherently evil. They could justify their opinions using arguments rather than shouting and the ranting that I saw coming from my side of the aisle. I started to discover, or perhaps rediscover, 
the hashtag walkaway movement. I had heard about walkaway when MSNBC told me it was fake and nothing but a bunch of Russian bots. But then I started to meet real people who had been Democrats and made the decision to leave because they couldn't stand the way the left was behaving. I watched town halls where they had differing minority communities all available on YouTube. And I saw sane, rational discussions from people of different races, backgrounds, orientations, and experiences. I joined the Facebook group for the community and saw stories popping up daily of people sharing why they were leaving the Democratic Party. This wasn't fake. These people aren't Russian bots. Moreover, it felt like a breath of fresh air. There was not universal agreement in this group. Some were Trump supporters. Some weren't. But they talked and shared their perspective about shouting uh, without shouting or rage or trying to cancel each other. I started to question everything. How many stories had I been sold that weren't true? What if my perception of the other side is wrong? How is it possible that half the country is overtly racist? Is it possible that Trump derangement syndrome is a real thing and that I had been suffering from it from the last three years? And the biggest question of all was this. Did I hate Donald Trump so much that I wanted to see my own country fail just to spite him and everyone who voted for him? Now, fast forward to the New Hampshire primary. And we've all seen the politicians running around the state making their case. I've seen almost every Democratic candidate in person and noticed that their messages were almost universally one of doom and gloom, not only focusing on the obvious disagreements with Donald Trump, but also making sure to emphasize that the country is a horribly racist place. Now, I do believe that there are real issues when it comes to race and that we as a society haven't reckoned with them yet. And while the 2017 protest in Charlottesville, Virginia, led to a tragedy uh, precipitated by real racists and real Nazis, real white supremacists, I started to see that those labels simply don't apply to most people who support Donald Trump. But with all of this, I was still reticent to even consider attending a Trump event. I don't believe that Trump's attitude is worthy of the highest office of the land. I abhor his Twitter. I vehemently opposed so many of his policies. But still, I wanted to see for myself. I'm not going to lie. I was very nervous. So I thought I'd start my day in familiar territory at an MSNBC live show in New Hampshire that was taking place a few blocks away from the rally. I decided to wear my red hat that looks like a Trump hat, but with one small difference. It says, make free speech again. Make, make free speech again. Or no, make speech free again. Sorry. The funny thing about that hat is that it is completely open to interpretation. When I wear it around left-leaning people, they think I'm talking about the right. When I wear it around right-leaning folks, they think I'm talking about the left. It's just another stark reminder of how much our own perspective and biases play into how we view the world. In chatting with the folks at the taping, I casually said I was thinking about going over to the Trump rally. Well, the first reaction they had was a genuine fear for my safety. I have never seen people I didn't know so passionately urge me to avoid all of those people. One told me that those people were the lowest of low. Another man told me that they had gone to one of Trump's rallies in the past, and he had been a target of harassment by large, muscle-bound men. Another woman actually offered 
me her pepper spray. I assured them all that I thought I would be fine and I'd get the heck out of Dodge if I got nervous. What they didn't know is that they weren't the only ones I had heard from uh, who said they should be afraid. Some of my more right-leaning friends online expressed genuine fear at my going, not because they were afraid of the attendees, but they were afraid of people on the left violently attacking the attendees. This was a day after a man had run his car through a Republican voter registration tent in Florida. There was genuine fear that this would be repeated or that Antifa would bust people in for, from Boston for it. Just as I had assured those on the left, I told them that I thought I would be fine because I, we really don't have Antifa in New Hampshire. But I'm not going to tell you that I, uh, it didn't get to me a bit. When everyone around you is nervous for your safety, it's hard not to question if they have a point. Well, I attended. I couldn't help but think if they could just see the world through the lens of the other for a moment or two. It would be a stark revelation that they don't know as much as they think they do. This was so different than any other political event I had ever attended. The energy around Barack Obama in 2008 didn't even feel like this. So I headed over for an hour and a half before the doors were scheduled to open, which was four hours before Trump was set to take the stage, and a line already stretched a mile away from the entrance to the arena. As I waited, I chatted with folks around me. And contrary to all the fears expressed, they were so nice. I was not harassed or intimidated. I, I was never in fear of my safety, even for a moment. These were just average, everyday people. They were veterans, school teachers, and small business owners who have come from all over the place for the thrill of attending this rally. They were upbeat and excited. In chatting, I even let it slip out from time to time that, yes, I was a Democrat. The reaction was, good for you. Welcome. What else happened? And what did she finally discover? And what is she now sharing, I believe, at her own peril? I'll give it to you in one minute. All right, Valentine's Day is here. Did you ever show up to Valentine's Day dressed all in green and ready to drink beer and shout in an Irish accent? We all have. Now, that's a little embarrassing, though, of course. Fortunately, with the advent of Roman, actually talking to a doctor doesn't have to be as embarrassing anymore because ED is very, fairly common, at least, and we all know that uh, when you've got a medical issue, it's better to get it checked out, right? Uh, with Roman, you can get free online evaluation and uh, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Doctor will work with you to find your best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you for uh, free with two-day shipping. The whole process is really easy. It's uh, straightforward and it's discreet. You don't have to worry about anyone no noticing or having to explain it or talk, having a face-to-face -face conversation you don't want to have. To get started, go to GetRoman.com slash back. Complete an online visit. It used to be tough to tackle ED, but that's before Roman came on the scene. Complete an online visit today and connect with a doctor to take care of it. It's GetRoman.com slash Beck for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. GetRoman.com slash Beck for a free visit to get started. It's GetRoman.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. An article written by a Democrat on what she has discovered because she was forced 
to look at her own side because of all of the hatred that she found in an Instagram community, her Instagram community, and she couldn't believe the social justice warriors. So she went to the Trump rally and she writes, once I got inside, the atmosphere was jubilant. It was more like attending a rock concert than a political rally. People were genuinely enjoying themselves. Some were even dancing to the music being played over the loudspeakers. It was so different than anything else I'd ever attended. I had attended an event with all the Democratic contenders just two days prior in exactly the same arena. And the contrast was stark. First, Trump completely filled the arena all the way to the top. Even every other major Democratic candidate with all of them in attendance just the other night and the campaigns giving away free tickets, the Democrats couldn't do that. With Trump, every single person was unified around a singular goal. With the Democrats, the audience booed over candidates they didn't like and got into literal shouting matches with each other. With Trump, there was a genuinely optimistic view of the future. With the Democrats, it was all doom and gloom. With Trump, a genuine feeling of pride of being an American. With Democrats, they emphasized that the country was a racist place from top to bottom. Now, Trump is always going to be... To, he's always going to present the best case he can. And yes, he lies. And that's provable. But the strength of his rally wasn't about facts and figures. It was a group of people who felt like they had someone finally in their corner who would fight for them. Some people say, well, obviously they're having a great time. They're in a cult. I don't think that's true. The reality is the many people I spoke to do disagree with Trump on things. They don't always like his attitude. They do wish he wouldn't tweet so much. People who are in cults don't question their leaders. The people I spoke with did. But the pros in their eyes far outweighed the cons. They don't love him because they think he's perfect. They love him despite his flaws because he has their backs. As I left the rally walking past thousands of people who were watching it on a giant monitor outside the arena in the cold because they couldn't get in, I knew there was no way Trump would lose in November. Absolutely no way. I truly believe it doesn't matter who the Democrats nominate. Trump <clears throat> will trounce them. If you don't believe me, attend one of his rallies and see for yourself. Don't worry. They really won't hurt you. Today, I voted in the New Hampshire Democratic Party, and I voted for Pete Buttigieg. I genuinely feel Pete would be great for this country, and maybe he'll have his opportunity in the future. But tomorrow, I'll be changing my voter registration from Democrat to Independent and walking away from the party I've spent the last 20 years in and sit in the middle for a while. There are extremists in both parties that I'm uncomfortable with. But I also fundamentally believe that most people on both sides are good, decent human beings who want the best for the country and have a dramatic disagreement on how to get there. But until we start seeing each other as human beings, there will be no bridging this divide. And I refuse to be a part of the divisiveness any longer. I refuse to hate people I don't know simply because they choose to vote for someone else. If we're going to heal the country, we have to start taking steps toward one another rather than away. I think Democrats have an ass-kicking coming to them in November, and I think most of them are going to be utterly shocked when it happens because they are existing in an echo chamber that is not reflective of the broader reality. I hope it's a wake-up call that causes them to take a long look in the mirror and really ask themselves, how did we get here? Maybe then they'll start listening. I tend to doubt it.
but I can hope. <laughs> Sounds like a bot. <laughs> Direct from <laughs> Moscow. You know what that is? Mm. That's a Trump supporter pretending. <laughs> that is that is so brave. So brave of this individual. Yeah, I mean, it shows a lot of vulnerability, right? I mean, if you're going, you're getting won over by a rally, essentially. That's not something well, people she w- typically want to admit. Yeah, and I don't think she was won over by the rally. She was won over by the kindness of the people and yeah. the openness of the people who she had been told would, you know, hurt her and destroy her. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly, that is what we hear from every single person who is on the Democratic side or who is against us or whatever, and they sit down with us. And we talk, and this happens in your home and your life as well. And people always say, always, I, this is so nice. This is so friendly. Everybody on the conservative side is so friendly. That's not true. Not everybody is. But most people are because we've thought things through and we disagree with the policies. And we, are been, we have been called names for so long most of us don't want to call you names. You know, most of us don't want, because you disagree with us, we don't want, but putting up with the harassment and the social justice warriors and seeing so many Democrats just sit on their hands and do nothing when they can clearly see what's going on makes us think, you know, you must be part of it. And, you know, so maybe sometimes our, our, um, our willingness to accept somebody like Donald Trump who will just verbally punch people in the face. It does feel good after a while. It does feel good. But I think a majority of us don't like it. But as she said, at least somebody's standing up for our side. At least somebody is pushing back and is not betraying us. And, and then she said, because she had a malfunction in her bot. Because right. she's a bot and she's Russian. And then she said, Yasimyat! Yasimyat! Just like uh, Ivan Drago. Really? He said, for me, for me. I fight to win for me. Wow. Yeah. And then he took wow. on the Politburo, the whole thing. Wow. And then Amazing. he threw like the Russian president okay. like okay. on the front of the side. Okay. And it's like, why did I he have get a trouble very, for that? I have a very important <laughs> hole in the sky where a tree once was update. Oh, it's huge. It's a huge update. You do not want to miss it. Next. This is the Glenbeck Program. I got good news and bad news. The bad news is you screwed up. You thought the Valentine's restaurant reservation was for eight. It was seven. Then you thought her favorite flowers were peonies. Turns out roses kind of sucks. Finally, the desperate attempt to salvage the evening, you pull out your guitar and you begin singing. There's a hole in the sky (laughs) where the tree once was. Here's the good news. Instead of staying the night on the lumpy couch, you can sleep in the X chair in the den. With its patented dynamic variable lumbar support and 10 settings, the X chair is what you and those around you need for a comfortable workday. With X chair's 30-day gut money back guarantee of satisfaction, you have zero risk. Now, most companies can't make that kind of offer, but most companies are an X chair. Don't settle for the less than the very best. Get an X chair today. On sale for $100 off, just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com and call 844 4X chair. 
xchairbeck.com. Go there now. Use the promo code Beck. You're going to receive a set of the new X wheels for free. xchairsbeck.com. Code Beck. All right. Uh, we're going to have an update on Hole in the Sky. Big one. Big. In just a this moment. Is big. big news coming up. Big. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. Now, uh, yesterday, you know we broke very important news of what was happening in the Seattle City Council. Uh, these, this group of, these group of, you know, ex-dope-smoking hippies uh, were, well, I can't say they were ex-hippies or ex-dope-smokers, but um, they... They're still hippies and still dope-smokers. Okay, are they? Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Yeah, uh, sure. So they went out to the uh, Seattle City Council and they did a very dramatic song um about trees and how the city council was just giving special dispensation to anybody who wanted to cut down a tree and uh here's what we played for you yesterday apologies there's in advance. an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood a developer is being greedy oh my there's a hole in the sky where a tree mm-hmm. once stood now she has to start her little music there such a lack of life and sound all that's left is bare muddy ground a magnificent tree was murdered the mighty dollar cut it down there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money stand up there's stand a hole in the sky up. where the tree she's once so was. angry somebody's she's making like, stand up. money and then people do like lemmings mm-hmm. exceptional trees but the city grants exemptions to these instead they reward the developers greed and sanction the murderers deeds there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money no more stop stop so so yesterday when pat was on you tried to convince us that this was a ripoff from the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah, opportunities by the Pet Shop Boys. I've okay. got the brains. You've got the look. Let's, Let's make, make lots, lots of money. money. And there's okay. a there's something it's there. Some, it's close. Mm-hmm. It's close. Mm-hmm. Um, but we went to the uh, we we went to Anthony. It was the conductor of the Glenbeck Symphony Orchestra, <laughs> and uh, we said, "Can you make this sound like that song from the Pet Shop Boys?" So here it is. Now, my instinct... That's pretty good. That works. It's close. Mm -hmm. My instinct was Broadway. This is definitely a Broadway song. Mm -hmm. However, there is part of the song that makes me feel like, you know, this is really a Johnny Cash song. Because it doesn't have any whiskey. It doesn't have prison. It doesn't have my mama, the dog, or a train or a truck in it. Mm-hmm. But it it is advocating for people to go to prison. So I thought, 
Could this be a good country song? Here it is. Such a lack of life and sound. All that's left is bare muddy ground. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's made This is a Johnny Cash hit, man. Amazing. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky, in the sky. That tree did not belong to you or me. There's a hole in the sky where the tree should be. I mean, that works. You can see it. However, in all honesty, there is no way you can bastardize this song. Because it screams Broadway. There's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood. A developer is being greedy. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. a lack of life and sound all that's left is bare muddy ground a magnificent tree was murdered the mighty dollar cut it down there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money there's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money there's a hole in the sky in the sky that tree did not belong to That's that's awesome. That is it. Uh, wow. wow. Just <laughs> just want to say now, now she probably in her little troop will probably like that. Mm-hmm. But I want to make it very clear: we're mocking you. <laughs> we're mocking you. We're just doing it in a very professional and expensive way. <laughs> I mean, that works as a bro. I mean, it oh, does. It does. Yeah. You can tell it's Absolutely. been written for some sort of musical type yeah, of thing. Anyway, she's got to be musical theater or some sort of thing because mm-hmm. the her, you know we put wow. the video with that, and it's I mean the way she's moving fits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we play one more? <laughs> play it one more time? I just think it's. And now from the Broadway hit, Hole in the Sky. There's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood. A developer is being greedy. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. Such a lack of light and sound. All that's left is bare muddy ground. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky in the sky. That tree did not belong to you or me. There's a hole in the sky where the tree should be. (laughs) 
was fantastic. <laughs> I love watching your facial expressions with the music, too. It's <laughs> so good. It just is so great. We need if, to put that on uh, social yeah. media. Look on Twitter or we'll Facebook. Put, and we'll put that up today. And, and if, you're, if you are not a subscriber to The Blaze and you're listening to the show on the phone or you know watching it on your uh, iPad or, or computer at work, you're missing. Uh, make sure you join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn uh, because... When you see the visuals with that, <laughs> so good. Nothing better. So good. Nothing better. And you know the problem with missing that tree is now there's only two trillion nine hundred ninety nine billion nine hundred ninety nine million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine left. Oh my gosh! Wow. Is that sad? Oh when, you put it, <laughs> when you, you put, put it when you put it like that, that <laughs> it hurts, right? It hurts <laughs> deeply. Someplace deep inside. Someplace deep inside. I want to know. You know what I say? We get round up a posse and we get that bastard who's making money. <laughs> uh, seemed like it was all innocent at first. Someone walked past Bob from accounting in the hallway the other day, and he was just staring up at the offices on the second floor. Hark, he said. What light through yonder office breaks? Tis Karen from sales, and I am bewitched. Wilt thou be my valentine? Sadly, things uh, escalate a little too fast, and uh, you now need a new person in accounting. ZipRecruiter can help you. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the best web-leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, they scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. They will match for the job. Bob don't use this as a match for you. Applications come in, ZipRecruiter then analyzes each one, spot, uh, spotlights the top candidates, so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter, so effective that four out of five employers who post with them get uh, quality candidates within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, we have another Bloomberg blast from the past. It's a flashback Friday. Uh, here's uh, Bloomberg in twenty in twenty thirteen. For them to do this is just such an outright disgrace. How they can look themselves in a mirror, knowing they are hurting deliberately the life expectancy and the quality of life for the people that they're supposed to serve. Uh, he's talking about the NAACP being a disgrace. Uh, because they opposed his soda ban. Uh, you know, because it's a disgrace. Here's the NAACP, and they're not allowing me to ban soda and to put really high taxes on soda to stop the poor African Americans uh, from drinking it because it'll be bad for them. And I'm, I'm an old white guy. I know better than they do. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh my, it's going to be How is fun. that okay? How is it okay? How is it okay? They yeah. love to do this. This is the progressive mindset. We know better mm-hmm. than you. We're going to tell you how we know better than you. And all of those little things, the mansplaining and the white-splaining, none oh, of it applies to them. Done, man. Then, I'm telling you, insane. I am more and more convinced we are on the precipice of real change. You know, we, we talked about this yesterday for a, a little bit. Do you remember the book, The Pendulum? And yeah. the pendulum goes, uh, it goes from left to right. No, it's uh, sorry. It goes from um, the me to the we every, what is it, 70 or 80 years, it makes a round trip. So, for instance, the, the last me generation, the zenith, was in the um, uh, Reagan years. And so now we've gone from the extreme me to the extreme we. The last time we were in extreme we was during the Great Depression. If we would have a Great Depression right now, we would be in real trouble. That's why Bernie cannot get in. We would be in real trouble because the we would say, doesn't matter what happens to the individual, we have to protect for the future. And you're in trouble when you get to the extremes, but you're in less trouble when it's the extreme me because nobody's building an army, nobody's building a country um, that that you know can take over because everybody is, no, I'm an individual, I'm an individual. And so you can lose sight of you know, the, the individuals around you that are hungry because everybody's focused on themselves. Well, we're supposed to be at the zenith and start coming back the other way in 2024. So we're approaching the zenith. I can't imagine this getting worse, but I've been saying that for 20 years. Uh, so maybe we have another four years of this before it starts backing off. But I talked to the author and the guy who did this um, this research, and I mean he can track it all the way back, you know, practically to the Bible days of the of the you know me and and we, and every time you're in a we, you have communist revolutions or revolutions uh, like uh, the last time was France uh, before World War Two. It was the revolution in France. So he said that it would start to come back 2024. I asked him at the time, do you think that any of this will be sped up because now of the Internet? Everything is in your face faster. So will this happen faster? And he said, we don't know because this is the first time. I think based on what I read to you today, uh, from that woman in Medium, based on this, this feeling that I get um, from the the left just overplaying their hands, I think we're starting to move back. Now, it's going to take us 20 years to get back to the middle, but at least we would be heading the right direction. But I just think that there is something happening in the country that is starting to Starting, people are starting to say, I don't want anything to do with this. I just don't want anything to do with this. I like my neighbor, you know, and I want to leave my neighbor alone. Whatever. They voted for somebody else. Whatever. I disagree with them. Fine. You don't think so. I mean, what you say makes sense to me logically. It feels like 
there is some level of that where people are sort look of switching around. Look at the turnout for even Bernie Sanders. Look at what's look at look at the turnout for for um you know, all of the meanness. Look at how people on the Democratic side did not embrace the real social justice warriors. But I mean, we're looking at first of all the 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 turnout in um, New Hampshire overall was pretty strong, right? No, it, it was, yeah. but they expected about twenty percent higher yeah. in turnout. But it's you know, it's one election in one state, and mm, that yeah, I know. you know, I mean, I. I just the over. I mean, does it seem like certainly look at it from our perspective? Does it look like the other side is really doing all that much of that? Some of it you re- mentioned the person with the rally today was interesting. We've certainly seen no, I, the, the, hang, examples, but, right? But uh, the tone of the left does correct, not seem like I I agree with you. But what I'm talking about is the the lack of passion. Think about it this way: you get a Ronald Reagan. Okay, Mm -hmm. how many of us never thought we'd see a Ronald Reagan ever again? Mm -hmm. So you have somebody that a lot of people would compare to Ronald Reagan on the way he is building and way he is doing, you know, some of the stuff he does. He's very bold and he is sticking up for what he believes in. Um, Well, think how long the progressives and the socialists have waited for a moment where you could actually flip this economy from capitalist to a socialist economy, you're closer than you've ever, yeah. ever been. That's how they're you, talking about it. Yeah, you could get Bernie Sanders to be the guy. Where are all the people that are just diehard workers, other than like maybe 20%? Where are they? Where are they? If this was as big as everyone on MSNBC and CNN and, and all those Democrats that are in the party want you to believe it is, where are those people? I mean, I think the question is, are they excited about their people? I, I feel like, no. Are they excited against Trump? I mean, there's a difference. There's a big difference. In that. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, new year deserves a new pair of Tecovis boots. Start strong with that feeling of confidence and comfort that only comes with a real high-quality pair of Western boots. Even if you've never worn cowboy boots before, Tecovis has the perfect pair for you. Tecovis boots, they're made to honor the cowboy in all of us. And I don't care where you live, there is a part of you that's cowboy, honorable in your daily dealings, authentic in the way we live, committed to the ideals that built the greatness that is America. And every pair is handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers with no shortcuts or compromises ever. The styles are classic and handsome up any room they're in, and when you wear your Tecovis, I mean, you shouldn't kick down any doors, but it's good to know that you probably could. Tecovis, they haven't forgotten about middle America. Instead, they cut out the middleman, so you pay a fair price. Plus, free shipping and exchanges makes it simple. So find your pair at tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for new frontiers. We have uh, Mr. Bill O'Reilly coming up in uh, just a few minutes. Anxious to hear what he has to say about the uh, weekend review. We're going to talk about the uh, the apparent feud between um, Attorney General Barr and uh, Donald Trump, uh, McConnell and his top priority, the the shape of the Democratic Party. He's got a great article out. Um, looking at all of the uh, candidates candidates, and also we'll probably touch base on uh, 
the Senate passing a war powers measure aimed at limiting the president's ability to wage war against Iran. Um, We'll have more on that with uh, Bill O'Reilly coming up in in just a second. You excited that it's uh, the weekend still? I'm very excited. It's been a long week, Glenn. (laughs) It's been a long freaking week watching the show. Yeah. Uh, It has been a lot. Yeah. Uh, And I, I like how you just... Sit back and laugh at me every step of the I way. I do. I just it's 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 kind of like watching your kids uh, <laughs> start to have their own family, and you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Your yeah. kids suck, huh? You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you got what you asked for. Remember stupid. when you were judging me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Bill O'Reilly coming up next. Hello, America. It's Friday, which means Bill O'Reilly in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, planning the perfect Valentine's Day date is a lot like running a business. You need to know the numbers. How much are you spending on flowers? How much on dinner? How about that lovely bottle of wine? Is there gas in the car? Businesses like that. Finance, inventory, HR, customers. Except, you know, you don't get to have a good time afterwards uh, sometimes. This is why there is NetSuite by Oracle, because you really need to know all of the numbers of your business. NetSuite is going to make sure that all of your departments communicate with each other. It'll give you a dashboard that you can control from your phone or your computer. It'll be the last business system you really need. NetSuite is the number one cloud-based business system entrusted by more than 19,000 companies. NetSuite, their customers grow faster than the S&P 500. That could be you and your company. Know your numbers. Master your business. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash back. Again, set the demo up, get your free guide at netsuite.com. That's netsuite.com slash back. Bill O'Reilly has got a lot on his plate today. Uh, but I want to start with his article that uh, just came out a couple of days ago. What's left? He writes, after watching Friday's debate, it's obvious the Democrats have a conundrum. Joe Biden's campaign is falling apart. Bernie Sanders is leading. Michael Bloomberg is looming. And all of that is good news for President Trump. So, Bill O'Reilly, let's start with this analysis. Let's start with say it ain't so, Joe. Uh, Befuddled is the word of the day. Uh, He does not seem to be able to articulate his vision, maybe because he doesn't have a vision. So for all the listeners of the Glenn Beck program, except for Stu, this is a little bit beyond. Mm -hmm. Um, Joe Biden would like to do fill in a blank. Fill it in. Retire. Retire. What? 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 I don't know. Go go home. No, he. he, Oh, you mean politically? Yeah, nobody knows. But I think he is sending definite signals. I just want to go away. I don't want this job. I mean, have you ever seen anybody, you know, um, Hillary Clinton had this air that she deserved the job and you're just going to yes. give it to her. Um, right. Joe Biden is is almost out there every day. Every time I see him, I'm like, all he's saying to me is, please don't vote for me. 
please. I don't <laughs> want this job. Yeah, that was uh, what the lying dog face pony soldier was all about. Now, who in this whole world would come up with that statement? Is there anyone who would come up with a statement like that? So I'm, I'm going, you know, this is getting to be like the Twilight Zone. I think Rod Serling is writing his speeches, standing in the corner. You're traveling in another dimension. Do you remember a comedian named Norm Crosby? Yes. That, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, pe- I want people to Google Norm Crosby. That's Joe Biden. The late Norm Crosby is <laughs> inhabiting his body. I am going to have to look him up again, but I think... If I'm thinking of the uh, the same guy, I think you're right. I'll have yeah, to look him up. That's who it is. Yeah, I, I said that the other day because nobody remembers poor Norm, but right. it's worth googling him because that is what Joe Biden is. He's he's inarticulate. We've always known that, but now it's beyond that. It's into a kind of um, Saturday Night Live, but this is serious uh, situation. So you say that Joe Biden doesn't have a message, but Bernie absolutely does and what's his message well bernie sanders is a dangerous man i mean everybody should know that that the, yeah he looks like a caricature up there and uh, larry david is playing him and all that but he's a dangerous man i mean first of all the guy comes out and says hey whole country's racist i mean i was insulted by that all right i mean i'm not a racist and i don't know any racist the whole country is not racist you're a liar and that's a lie that's not an opinion. That's a lie. That's number one. And then you look at what he is telling you directly. The only good thing about Sanders is he does spell it out, unlike Buttigieg, we'll get to in a moment. But Sanders spells it out. He goes, look, if you elect me, I am going to try to have the federal government run the economy. I am going to seize private property. I'm going to have an open border whereby no one will be asked for credentials to come to the United States. And I will withdraw every single American military person overseas, allowing anybody to do whatever they want. That's his platform. That's it. All right. And there's no, no, there's no comeback. That's what he wants to do. And then you get people go, oh, yeah, Bernie, yeah, yay. Do you really want the country to vanish, to be vaporized? Because that's what he would do. Bill, um, do you sense that there is a lessening of enthusiasm on uh, in in the Democrat? I'm not talking about the party. I'm talking about the voters that they are waking up to this and they're saying, I don't want really any of this. Well, the television ratings are the only facts that I can point to to bolster that theory. So you have Fox News, which is now 95% pro-Trump. Mm-hmm. All right? When you and I were there, it wasn't close to that as far as being a monolithic presentation. Mm-hmm. Well, they're just going crazy. I mean, they're doing great because every Trump supporter watches Fox News. The others are not doing well. Even in big, big days, news days like the New Hampshire primary, MSNBC and CNN are getting killed sometimes three to one in prime time. So the Democrats are not flooding in to watch important things like the Democratic debates or the uh, returns from the primaries. They're not. 
So then you can make a correlation. They go, oh, you're not really uh, excited. I don't think in the black communities any of these candidates are really shaking it up. Do you? I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm not part of a black community, but I haven't seen anybody that seems to be speaking to anybody but those who hate no. America. Um, That's why the Bloomberg tape from Aspen in 2015. So bad. Yeah, because even if you were an African-American um, that said, all right, you know, I don't like Trump and uh, I want as much democratic uh, input as i can in uh, washington and maybe bloomberg can beat trump but now i mean he got this guy saying you know all of these things um generalizing about young black males and i'm not going to say that he was wrong in the sense that the policy of stop and frisk dropped murder in the in uh, new york city 80 percent 80 percent wow All right. So you can disagree. And I certainly understand that if you're a black citizen and you walk out to the street, you don't want a cop throwing you up against a wall. I I can understand that. But it did save thousands of lives over a long period of time. But Bloomberg was celebrating throwing the African-American youth against the wall. If you listen to the tape. Yeah, not only celebrating, almost demanding it, saying, you know, we don't stop. We stop too many whites. You know, he Um, was being analytical. Yeah. but But he's also a completely unlikable guy. I mean, you could say that about Donald Trump. He's he's he's, uh, you know, I really don't like Donald Trump. Well, there's something about Donald Trump that at times is funny, like when he did the uh, the tweet and I, I'm not a fan of his tweets, but, uh, you know, when he tweeted about uh, Governor Cuomo coming and he says, you know, it's time for New York to wake up and I'm going to talk to the governor about these things, yada, yada, uh, as long as he doesn't bring Fredo. Leave Fredo yeah, home. Leave Fredo home. I mean, right. that is, that's yes, he funny. Has, he has a sardonic sense of humor. Correct. Where that, Bloomberg doesn't. He's just no, he straight doesn't. out mean all the time. Well, I don't know about that. I, that might be unfair. I mean, I no, know I him. I, I don't know. I, I would say that he's business-like and he's brusque. How about that for a word of the day, Stu? Brusque. Brusque. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't see him as, as going, oh, I'm going to really make people feel terrible today. No, he's not, know, he may I, not be intentional. No, he may not be in, um, intentional about it. He's just... Uh, He's brusque. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't care, tools. and he doesn't. He lives in his own little world. Yeah, and so and he's it's not little, by the way. No, I know. Re- no, no, I know. His world is sixty billion dollars, right? And he has a lavish, lavish living quarters in Bermuda, in London, England, well, good for in him. New York City, in Boston, and that again. How are you going to sell that to Bernie Sanders supporters? So You're not. Here's the analysis. Bloomberg now has been in uh, basically embraced by the Democratic media. If you're uh, the Wall Street Journal has the best now, um, and I'll give you this, and it's beyond any reasonable doubt. So the Wall Street Journal's editorial page is conservative and traditional. Their news pages are liberal. Mm-hmm. After the tape broke, the headline in the Wall Street Journal on Bloomberg was. Bloomberg reiterates policing mistakes. 
regrets. Policing regrets. That was the headline. It wasn't Bloomberg wants to throw black youth against the wall. No, 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 no. Reiterates police regrets. I was. I mean, that was the headline of the story. Like, whoa, don't worry about it. It's, you know, we're sorry. No, he wasn't sorry. He was having a good time. Wall Street Journal. You're not telling the truth. So shock, how right? is this? How is the media yes. who has been feeding Antifa and excusing Antifa and everything else while still being big government progressive Democrats? Uh, how how are they going to how are they going to ride this wave without being, you know, sucked oh, underneath it? It's chaos. Look, the national press is now top down, which means executives and editors tell reporters what to write. All right? That's what's happening. And I, we have gone over this and over this and over this. Mm-hmm. It's happening everywhere. Everywhere. There's not – McClatchy newspapers folds because of exactly that. Right. All right? McClatchy headquarters are telling the Miami Herald, Kansas City Star, Charlotte Observer, Sacramento Bee, what to write. And you better write it or you're fired. And that and the people know that. What is this? What is this headline on Bloomberg? This is ridiculous. Okay. So now what you have is a Democratic media. They know Sanders can't win. They know it. So they're looking at four more years of Trump. So they're panicking. Well, what are we going to do? Who are we going to put in there? And I thought they might go to Buttigieg, and I want to talk about him after you take your break. All right? But – they seem to be trying to go to Bloomberg, and Bloomberg now can't get any African-Americans. And 20 25% of Sanders supporters are never going to vote for Bloomberg. Never. Never. So you leave off the minority vote and the 25% of Bernie people, you can't win with them. Right. He can't win. Right. And the problem is it will it will destroy the party by trying to... Uh, throw in with Michael Bloomberg every single leftist who, you know, at all thought that they could play footsie with the Democratic Party. They now, I believe, almost thoroughly control them. And just because of their power and their status and their machinery, uh, what's going to happen when they start pulling that thing apart from the inside. We'll go to that and Pete Buttigieg coming up in just a second. Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there's a man sitting on the porch with his feet propped up on the railing, gazing between his boots, the microcosm of his own neighborhood, and he just smiles to himself. On display before him, a neighbor from down the block clearly trying to concoct some last-minute Valentine's Day plans. It's written all over his face. But not our man. All his life, he was the type to plan ahead. <clears throat> plan ahead. <clears throat> he was the type that went out and conquered his frontier. He planned ahead for the difficulties. He planned ahead for Valentine's Day. And right now, there's a reservation in his name. And his best gal is coming with him. He crosses his feet and leans back, staring at the poor pair of Tacova's boots on his feet. And he just smiles. That's the kind of integrity we're talking about. The kind of planning. Tacova's. They could make boots cheaper, but that's what they'd end up being, cheap boots. But Tacova's boots are made from the finest leathers. They take 200 steps to complete by hand. 
Their quality and value go hand in hand. They're half the price of similar quality boots and twice the value of a similarly priced boot. You know why? Because a handshake is their bond. They do business directly with you. There's no middleman. Tecovis, Western goods for new frontiers. Find your pair now at tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. We take 10 seconds to pause for station ID. You know, everybody said that the Republican Party was uh, was dead and it was never going to come back and it was destroyed and blah, 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 blah. I think the Republican Party, I think the conservative uh, viewpoint is healthy and alive. Um, I don't know what about the GOP, but the Democrats, there's no consensus on who they are. You talking to me, Beck? No, I'm I was I was. <laughs> I was looking in a mirror and I was talking to myself. <laughs> um, the Democratic Party has been hijacked, and this is, a, you know, a, no breaking news, by the progressive left, which is now being enabled by the national media. So uh, we started the, discu- the discussion today with Bernie Sanders as a dangerous man. In any sane time, media time, that would be clear to everybody. Yes. But it's not. All right? It's like, oh, there's Uncle Bernie, and he just wants to give stuff away. What a great guy. Not a great guy. All right? He's a totalitarian. He'd take your freedom in every area away. Every area. There isn't one area that Bernie Sanders wouldn't intrude upon in your personal freedom. Yet that's not reported. You don't know it unless you pay attention it's, it's all a bunch of uh, dishonest blather. That has obliterated the so-called moderate Democrat, and there are millions of those people. They don't know what to do because they have no voice in the media. Who's the moderate Democrat voice in television news? Who? I, no one? I, yeah, I, I would say there's, there's no one that doesn't have an agenda. Right. But there's no one who says, you know, maybe the Democratic Party should accept pro-life people. Right. Is there anybody who says that? No. Maybe there would be a Democrat who would say, all right, um, maybe we should shift away from punishing law-abiding citizens who own guns and pass very stringent gun laws that target criminals who use them. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe that would stop it, and it absolutely would. If you had a national federal law that says if you use a gun in a commission of a crime, any crime, we tack 10 years on your sentence no matter what other crime you did. Mm -hmm. So say you got an automobile road trade accident, and you had a gun, an illegal gun, that you pointed at the other driver. You're going away for 10 Plus the road rage. You don't think that's going to stop crime, gun crime? Of I, course I, it would. Yeah, I, I, I tend to believe it would. Yes. Of course. Right. But Do we're not looking for... Democrat saying that? No, we're not looking for those kinds of things. And the press is trying to make Pete Buttigieg into this oh. moderate. They are right. on this now, huge this is, kick. 
this is why I'm proud of BillOReilly.com, and I want everybody, uh, after they listen to me and Beck, to sign up right now, today, Valentine's Day. All right? And there's no special. We're not going to send you candy or rose. But this is for your life. This will enhance your life. All right, so Pete Buttigieg, right? Harvard grad, Rhodes Scholar, brilliant man. He's brilliant. Great speaker. Almost as good as Beck and I, not quite. But almost. (laughs) And he's only 38. All right? Yeah. So the guy goes out, and he runs for president after being the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, for eight years and almost destroying that city. All right. The city is in chaos, yet he's reelected with 80 percent of the vote the second time. That's what a good BSer Pete Buttigieg is. So I'm looking at Buttigieg and I'm analyzing his debate performances. And after eight debates back, I don't know what he stands for. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. about what Pete Buttigieg, you talk about Biden, Biden just doesn't have any vision. He doesn't, doesn't have a plan. Buttigieg, you don't know what he'd do, so you want to run it down? So BillOReilly.com investigates based on his own statements made in obscure situations, not in national debates. Number one, immigration. Total amnesty for everybody here. No border enforcement. It becomes a civil violation. That means you get a ticket if you illegally cross into the United States or overstay your visa. A ticket. All right? So everybody can come here and not be detained. Pete Buttigieg. Abortion. Not only every time, every, not only can a woman secure an abortion in Pete to judge America for any reason at any time. But if the baby is birthed and has a defect or something like that, and a woman decides they don't want the baby, you can execute the baby. All right? Foreign policy. We'll get to that in just a few minutes as we break from uh, Bill O'Reilly with BillOReilly.com. Check out his commentary every day at BillOReilly.com and Fridays here on the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, okay. I have a last, you know, last minute idea because you didn't get her anything for Valentine's Day. Buy her a house. Seriously, don't tell her. Just let it be the biggest Valentine's Day surprise ever. She'll never see it coming. And she'll be like, you bought a what? Yeah, we're going to move. We got a new house. It'll work like a charm. No, seriously. You know what? In second thought, just tell her I didn't think about it. In fact, I didn't think about you until I got home, and it's val- you'll be better shaped than that. But here's some advice you should take. If you are both in the market for a home uh, or you're trying to sell a home that you're in, you need to check out realestateagentsitrust.com. I've got a lot of real estate dealings uh, over the years, and most of them bad. And I can personally attest to you the fact Uh, that it is really pretty much a hassle every single time. There's nothing that makes that hassle worse than having an incompetent real estate agent at the wheel or somebody who doesn't really care or have a plan to sell your house. Realestateagentsitrust.com. These are the people who are not going to just stick a sign in your yard and then go, well, we'll wait for the calls to bowl in. Uh, You go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find the right real estate agent in your area. You subscribe to the Stu Does America podcast. We have an update coming up on the battle versus Michael Moore, who's higher in the charts on the way.
Americans Friday, the Glenn Beck program uh, this week uh, on the Friday night exclusive. This is for Blaze TV ex- uh, uh, viewers and subscribers only. A brand new show, the Friday night exclusive with Glenn Beck tonight. It is about an hour with Peter Schweitzer and we had a conversation. I've known Peter for a very long time and he wrote Clinton Cash and uh, and, and all kinds of um, uh, books about, you know, how the how the politicians are blackmailing people. And he's got a new book out. I'm trying to remember the name. I don't have it on the desk. He's got a new book out. What's it called, Stu? Uh, and it's really, really good. Corruption. Uh, corruption. <laughs> yeah. It's about uh, okay. Biden and Warren and Sanders and all of them. We have a conversation about Warren, San- uh, Warren and Sanders and Klobuchar, uh, as well as Joe Biden. Uh, and Donald Trump. I asked him. Profiles and corruption. Yeah, thank you. Profiles and corruption. Have you looked into Donald Trump? And he has. And you want to see this. Friday night exclusive for Blaze TV subscribers only. My brand new show on Friday nights. And don't forget, Wednesday, a new series of mine. Uh, This is uh, the Wednesday night special. And that is going to be on the coronavirus next week. Right now, we're on the phone with uh, Bill O'Reilly, giving a kind of a week in review with Bill. And we were talking about Pete Buttigieg and who Pete Buttigieg was or is. Uh, and he's not a moderate. Where does he no. where does he stand on on foreign defense? Because he's he is a uh, a veteran. Yeah. And he makes a lot of uh, hay out of that. He's a naval reserve. Served in Afghanistan for seven months and got a medal over there. And I applaud that. Yep, me too. Okay. But he didn't uh, didn't understand why Soleimani had to be smoked. No idea. <laughs> well, why, why do we do it? How did that help the country? Oh, I mean, one of the worst guys on the planet, Soleimani. Yeah. Um, and then you go to the Green New Deal. He's down with it. Loves the Green New Deal. Got to have economic justice along with it. So Buttigieg is as radical left as Bernie Sanders without the socialist label. And I predict that the press will soon turn to Buttigieg. And just today, there's a column by A.B. Stoddard. Do you know her? You see her on TV once in a while? Yes, I know the name. All right. So here, here's, uh, here's what A.B. says. Mayor Pete, is not, Mayor Pete has proven not only to be a compelling candidate with a resonant message but an effective campaigner. Uh, what exactly is the resident message? Do you, does anybody know? Well, what's the resident message? I think, quite honestly, I don't know if he actually f- talks about this uh, very much, but I think what people get from him is, hey, look, I'm reasonable, and we all just yeah. need to come together. That's, that's, yeah. it's, a, it's a hope and change. the page. Right. Back. It's a hope gonna... and change kind of message without ever exactly. defining hope and change. Exactly. You know, um, eight years ago, I was in New Hampshire with Barack Obama in that famous incident where his body man tried to block my cameraman from shooting, mm-hmm. and I had to remove the body man. Um, but to Obama's credit, uh, he said that day that he'd do an interview with me, and he did. But I sat there for speech after speech, and it was hope and change, changing hope. I don't know who hope is, but when I meet her, well, I'm going to change her. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Um, that's exactly what Buddha judges do. Well, let's turn a page, and we're going to have a new this, and we're going to do that. And, and then by the early old way, it wasn't so bad. And then 
I thought Booty Judge was saying, well, yeah, but you and Ulysses Grant really screwed up a couple of things, Joe. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of thing. So, yes, right. he's the new, young, hip guy. But this woman, A.B. Stoddard, who has a national column, oh, resonant message. Yeah? What? What? All right, Bill, let me, let me uh, change subjects. What's happening with the attorney general and and Donald Trump with the tweets? Is this anything to worry about, or is this just friendly sparring back and forth? I don't think there's anything friendly about it. I think Barr is very worried that uh, the media, which desperately wants to marginalize him before the Durham report comes out on FBI corruption, the media is going to say he's in a tank. Barr's in a tank. You can't right. listen to anything Barr, Durham, anybody else says are in a tank for Trump. Right. And but, that's what Barr is worried about. Right. And, and he doesn't want that label. <laughs> and then Trump makes it very hard for him by tweeting out stuff um, while investigations and cases are underway. And here's how dopey it is. And I'll tell you why Trump does it in a minute. Trump didn't have to say a word. Let him give stone nine years, which is insane when the average rapist in America gets four and a half. You're going to give stone nine for lying. Go ahead. The next day, Trump pardons him. Right? Yes. And he says, I can't abide by this sense. He doesn't have to tweet. He doesn't have to get involved. He doesn't have to do any of this. But the reason Donald Trump does, as Stu well knows after reading the United States of Trump, Mm -hmm. Is that the thing that Donald Trump loves most in the world is money, but second is confrontation. He lives for it. This is a stimulator for him. And so he has to get involved with everything. And meanwhile, Barr and his guys are going, you know, they're going to kill us and they're going to make us look like stooges. So we have to say, knock it off. Do you think there's, that's what happened. Is there any uh, thought that it, this could be a little bit of theater? Like, they both no, realize no, this is no. the end goal, and if, if, if Barr comes out, says in advance, look, I have to say this thing to push this back off so we have credibility when the, the no. report comes out, none of that happens? No, because Barr is a very straight shooter. He doesn't play the theater game. He doesn't do any of that. He sees himself as Elliot Ness. Tough law enforcement guy doesn't want to be marginalized by the perception that Donald Trump is telling him what to do. Now, if this doesn't hurt the relation, if if Donald Trump doesn't get, um, you know, if he's not angry, you know, how dare the, the attorney general tell me to stop my tweeting and to back off. If he doesn't get his back up, this actually works to the advantage because it it separates the two of them. But is Donald Trump, when he says, oh, no, there's not, you know, hey, I'm not offended by what Attorney General Barr said. Do you think that's true? I don't know. Oh, boy. I, I, I just look. You bought All the, I know you, is you're the that, writer of the United States of Trump. What do you mean you don't know? No, but, but I'm not a mind reader. The United States of Trump is fact based. Well, I don't so, speculate so I on what the you, man thinks. Oh, well, I thought you were. I thought you did, and I thought oh, you, well, were you were a mind reader. once again wrong. <laughs> um, well, you speculate. General is the most important yes. person in Washington. Does Donald, Donald Trump. Trump know that? I don't know. No, oh, geez.
I, I listen. I'm going to sell my book now. I've already read he, it. I'm going to try to take one of he those. Will not the president will not discipline himself, and therefore every day there is another controversy, and and that is if he would stop, he'd win in a landslide. But I don't know if he's capable of stopping because he loves confrontation that much. Okay, do you believe he should stop? I should, I believe he should stop tweeting th- some things like like this. Stop, stop. But do uh, you think? He, do, he would you put, take his Twitter, uh, you know, uh, account away from him? Well, you can only do that if you arrest him and put yeah. him in solitary. <laughs> right, I know. If you could, what in a perfect... I, what in I a, would do, and this is on Melania Trump, in the middle of the night, in the two hours that Donald Trump sleeps, mm-hmm. I would sneak into the room with uh, a, a physician and put a giant cast on both his hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me play devil's advocate here. I am not a fan of his tweeting. I am not a fan of the way he always just shoots himself in the foot, it seems, um, and the way he handles uh, situations. However, if I were to look at this, uh, it is because of his tweets that people uh, that are his targets, for instance, the press, blow themselves up. They just blow themselves up because... He tweets something, it starts this firestorm, he doesn't blink, and they prove him to be right. But it's exhausting for the country, so he doesn't need to do it anymore. I'm not saying he should not do it ever. When there's an egregious situation, he can instantly respond to it. But you don't need, and the Roger Stone thing is a perfect example, you didn't need to even bother with this. Just pardon a man after the sentence comes out. That's all right. All. Last, last, last thing. Senate has yeah. passed war powers measure aimed at uh, limiting President Trump and his ability to wage war against Iran. Your thoughts on this? Now, I don't have any thoughts on it because it's a bogus issue. Trump will veto it. It's not going to happen. The only reason a few Republican senators voted for it is because they're worried about their reelection. And, you know, mm. guys like Rand Paul, they don't want any foreign intervention anyway. So they would vote at Lee's like that in Utah. Well, Lee, but, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Don't smear yeah. Lee like like that. I'm not he's, smearing Lee. No, no, no. But I'm you're saying that he's, he doesn't like foreign intervention, and you he, know that's true. No, he doesn't like foreign intervention that is unauthorized by Congress. All he doesn't right, like exactly. Yemen. He's right, really fine. against the Yemen. Whatever thing. you want. That's why he voted against it. But it's a bogus issue because Trump will veto it, and no, okay. they don't have enough votes to override the veto. All right. So, you know, it's just another one of these things that they'll blow up for two days, and then it'll go away. All right. Um, Bill O'Reilly, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? You know, I never talk about my personal life, but I will tell you that all the females in my orbit are very pleased that I'm so generous. <laughs> okay, Bill. <laughs> yes, I can say the same thing. Well, and I know that to be true. Yeah. I, Beck is a very generous man, and the people in his orbit 
understand that. Uh, Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. I uh, I appreciate your uh, calling in today from BillOReilly.com. The United States of Trump, number one bestseller. Uh, and uh, it is, if you really want to understand Donald Trump, that's his latest book from Bill O'Reilly, BillOReilly.com. Have a good weekend, Bill. Yeehaw, saddle up. I got one day, one word for you today, and that's prepare. It's Valentine's Day. When you go out and show her once again how much you love her, do it with smooth cheeks. Oh, you're sick. The ones, the ones on your, the ones, you know, that cover your teeth. Oh, that's even more sick. Stop it right now. All right. You don't need expensive blades or creams or soaps or gels for a clean, close shave. You just need Shave Secret. Shave Secret is a proprietary blend of essential oils that dramatically reduce the nicks and the cuts and the ingrown hairs, even that pesky shaving rash. You want some proof? Check out all the five-star reviews on Amazon, Google, and Facebook. Shave Secret is going to replace all of your shaving creams and gels. Just add three to five drops in a wet palm, massage it into the skin, and you're ready to shave. For both men and women, it's widely available. You can find it at Amazon and ShaveSecret.com. Give Shave Secret a a try and see why thousands are giving it five-star ratings. It is the way to shave. Shave Secret, available regionally at HEB and Wegmans Grocery even at Walmart. They're available online at Amazon or ShaveSecret.com. Use the promo code BECK on their website and get a 10% discount. It's ShaveSecret.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Back on the phone, Bill. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> you don't. You don't sound like yourself. Well, I think I just got my plug in. You uh, what? My plug. Your plug. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The United States of Trump uh, out in bookstores. Yeah. Pick it up. Yeah. I read. Yeah. I talked to the president for 147 hours. Yeah. On a plane. Yeah. Flying around the world. Wouldn't right. even land. Wanted to talk to me more. Right. And just, uh, just when, when you're watching it, uh, when you read the book, uh, just remember, you, you learn everything about it. You know what's going to do. You, 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 you predict every story back. Really? You predict every story back because really? you know what's coming next. Okay, well, th- that's so. why I wanted to ask you, um, you yeah. know, what, what you I think. Was, you- I, was having pre- I was having breakfast this morning with the president. You were- we, were, we were talking about all these things, and it was me, uh, the president, Melania. We right. were having breakfast in bed, fully clothed. Right. And you were in just, you had breakfast with the president yeah, back, just back, this morning. Back, back, back. Yeah. I just, I just, it's the United States of Trump. People, get the folks to buy it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that, well, that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know what you thought he was going to you know, do with, uh, you know, with Bernie Sanders on the. What? what? On the, I wanted to know what you thought he was going to do, what approach he would take. I don't, I don't know. What am I, am I, am I going to speculate on that? Well, am I, I a mind reader? No, you think you're talking to Kreskin here? No, I. How am I going to predict that? I don't. You know I it. Don't you were on a plane. Back, and... back, I don't speculate. <laughs> right. I, 
I don't do speculation right. like you do. You no. come up with these theories. No. <laughs> and you talk to America about your, your feelings. Word that's of the not, day? That's, it, not, that's not what I do. Right. Okay. Right. I, I, I'm not going to take out my crystal ball. Right. No, I'm just... I, but you said, you know, if you read the book, you'll know every... You'll hold, be able hold on, to, hold on. Let me, get the, let me ask these precogs over here that right. are bathing in milk. <laughs> hey, is what's Trump going to do next? <laughs> He does have a weird line, doesn't he? He does. He does. Yeah. He, uh, you know, you ask him, well, what do you think? Uh, I don't. Come on. What are you yeah. doing? I'm not. You I don't bastard. Spe- what are you? Why are you asking me that? <laughs> uh, uh, what, come on, you bastard. What's stop asking me questions about the future? I'm not, it's just, just it, read United States of Trump. All the answers about what he's going to do are in there, but just don't ask me about them because I don't do any speculation. <laughs> but you understand you him. Son of a bitch, bitch. <laughs> Shut up. Stop <laughs> asking me things. Okay. All it is a strange line. All right. Back with the last hour of the week of the Glenbeck program, and it's a good one. We've got 20 minutes of entertainment all jam-packed into 60 minutes, and uh, you don't want to. Well, you could miss 40 of them. You're listening to Glenn Beck. That's a really uh, good point uh, you had made in one of those. Uh, was it, I don't know if it was that clip or the one before because I only caught the end of it. But it was about how people adjust what they do, what they believe, how they present themselves um, a- almost automatically based on what the algorithm is telling them. So the algor- you do a post on YouTube and it, you, know, you get 10,000 views and then you do another one and it only gets 1,000 views. You inherently analyze why that is and try to replicate the 10,000 views. So if you say something that's outlandish and you get more views, you are subtly, the the algorithm is telling you subtly to be more outlandish. (laughs) You know how people used to say, they're only saying that for ratings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just I, like people are only saying most things on social media for the clicks oh, I and love, for the likes. That's one of my favorite things of like, there's all these people that judge uh, talk radio. No, you only do it for ratings. And then you just watch them all get their little, own little talk shows on Twitter. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. They, it, that's all it is. It's just, yeah. a, it's just, you're just typing a talk show yeah. and they all do the same thing, except a thousand times worse. You realize how hard that is. You know, I mean, I, to, to sit there and actually keep your principles through stuff like this, it's not it's, easy. It's, it's not, not easy. easy. And they, you easy. see how many people f- fall on their faces doing it all the time. By the way, I have not wished you happy Valentine's Day. Oh, you too, honey. Yeah, thank you. That's Will nice. you not be my Valentine? Oh, sure I won't. Okay, thank you. of entertainment and enlightenment. People, people, people! It's Valentine's Day! It's a day we celebrate love and togetherness and sex, whatever. Are you prepared for Valentine's Day, Stu? 
Will you not be my Valentine? I will not be your Valentine. Oh, Glenn, my thank goodness. you. Thank mm-hmm. you so much That's for so celebrating sweet. this beautiful, traditional, and deeply meaningful mm-hmm. worthless holiday mm-hmm. with me. This <laughs> is the Glenn Beck Program. Oh, sure. Sure. It seemed innocent enough at first. Someone walked past Bob from accounting in the hallway the other day. There he was, just staring up at the offices on the second floor. Hark! he said. What light through yonder office breaks? Tis Karen from sales, and I am bewitched. Wilt thou be my valentine? Sadly, uh, for Bob, things uh, escalated a little too fast, and now you need a new person in accounting. So where are you going to find him? May I recommend ZipRecruiter? They will send your job to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards, and they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, they scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. Sorry, Bob, you can't use this to match, you know, for a mate, but you probably won't be having anyone come by your place anyway for quite some some time until... The charges are dropped. As applicants come in, ZipRecruiter then analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our website, ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-K. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. Stu. Yes, I'm. And take mm-hmm. one for yourself. This is, I won't tell you what it is. But go ahead, take one. This was made by my daughter, uh, Hannah. <clears throat> and Hannah is, uh, hmm. you know, you know Hannah. Okay. I'm, I'm intrigued. Okay, she is, uh, she is a, she's a vegan now. Yes, I've okay. heard this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This uh, right? And she has been making stuff uh, that's all vegan. And... Uh, it kills me to say it, but it's good. <laughs> Try this. I don't even know what this is. All entirely vegan. You just want me to... Uh-huh. Because this is a... T- it does look like a tasty treat. Is it a cake ball? Would you say it's a cake ball? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. No cake in it. Mm. Oh, my God. That is really good. Is that amazing? What do you mean there's no cake in it? It's just a vegan cake, right? Yeah, you can't call it a cake without... Yes, you can. Eggs. <laughs> It's an interesting line. There's delicious. Was this something? Is it, is it a business of hers or something? No, uh-uh. it's really good. It comes in a very fancy box. It was, but that, I think just, she should start her business. Did you just want to eat this and you, you ran out of time in the commercial break? Because you know this doesn't have a point to it, does it? Nope. Mm. Nope. I wanted to eat it. Oh my god, it's good. And I've been on Atkins, and so I thought if I'm promoting my daughter. Even though she doesn't have a business and you can't buy any of these, <laughs> she just made them for the staff. Is this like a brand? This is like one of those branding things. Like when Mercedes, they'll run an ad. It's not specifically for a car; it's just for a, like a lifestyle. Right. Just like the general Hannah brand is something you should be interested in. Right, right. Like it's not necessarily she's not selling these things. No, she, you, you should just get, like her. Yeah, you should mm-hmm. just like her. Like it's like a political candidate, but with no campaign. It's like vote for Hannah, but there's nothing to vote for her. 
Right. Uh, and you just, just kind of like no, her. she's not running for anything. No. But she'll get it done. Hannah yeah. will get Hannah, it done. Hannah will get it done. <laughs> we'll get Hannah it done. will get it done. You know, you know what my yeah. girls did for my birthday? It was so nice. So um, I have just this. I, I keep being told for two days. I'm like, okay, well, uh, you know, um, I got to do this. I got to do this. It's on my birthday. And I'm like, forget my birthday. Who cares? I've had 56 of them. I'm fine. And I have, uh, too much to do. Blah, blah, blah. You know, but maybe we get together for dinner or something. Uh-huh. Okay. So my, my girls... Um, I, I have it on my schedule that I have to be uh, finished with everything and be in my office by four o'clock in the afternoon. So I go in and they have uh, set up the couches and everything in my office and a big screen TV. And they went and they, they got um, one of my favorite Hitchcock films, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Uh, and they had a popcorn machine in there and a little candy counter. And we sat, they printed these beautiful little tickets that were just, you know, said Mercury Theater, uh, man who knew too much. And the serial number on the end of the ticket was my birthday. And it was just really, really sweet. And I just sat on my couch with my two daughters and we just watched a movie. And it was the best birthday ever. That's really cool. Just the best. That wasn't cool for them. I'm sure it wasn't their favorite. Well, they made 18 bucks. They charged me 18 bucks to get in to see that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, there's no, there's not even food. Oh, there was candy, hmm. but that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I got a birthday present from the audience, by the way, uh, this week mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. in, my birthday was the day before yours. In mm-hmm. case you don't know, mm-hmm. I'm a little younger, though, technically, if you look at the years, uh, <laughs> but uh, we, you know, the Stu Does America, the show, uh-huh. new show yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got available it. We've on heard YouTube. About it. We've heard about available it. Available on blazetv.com. Got it also podcast uh-huh. so you can go and subscribe to the podcast uh-huh, and, right and we were we had i mean we'd gone really far i i was i'm not gonna say i was like not thinking it would go as high on the charts as it did i mean because that would show no confidence in myself <laughs> but i was very surprised at how high it was going and then i was i thought thought to myself wait a minute we're getting close to michael moore's podcast right. michael moore is like a top 20 podcast mm-hmm, all the time mm-hmm, he's one of the bigger mm-hmm, ones mm-hmm, on the left right and i saw him at like number like 20 or 19 or something we were mm-hmm. at 26 or 27 mm-hmm. And we said yesterday, hey, like if go go subscribe to this podcast so we can pass Michael Moore, mm-hmm. which would just think of how irritating that would be to Michael Moore. Here's the guy who's been around forever. He's one of the biggest figures on the left. Right. And he's got to deal with this idiot uh-huh. ahead of him on the charts. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So uh, yeah. thanks to this audience, we have we have blown by Michael Moore. You blew past the fat man. Blew past the fat man. Mm-hmm. And then there was another fat man ahead of him, Glenn Beck. We passed him, too. <laughs> which is uh i mean look if you're having delicious cake balls like that i can understand uh how that happens but uh-huh, so uh-huh. uh we so now the glenn beck program is number 16 on the charts uh-huh. Stu does america number 15 on the charts okay and i, will say I this, would like you to go and <laughs> put Stu. now i need about a hundred times more people to do it because i don't know what you're talking about once you've been established oh it takes it takes so many people to be able to move but if you're a new up and comer oh so this is this the, is the algorithm part of the program moves you right up oh you've moved into the excuses category on itunes congratulations <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to the glenn beck radio podcast uh here's what you're gonna get nothing 
You're going to get nothing. I'm not giving away little pins with Nancy Pelosi. I'm not promising you cute little shows. You know what you're getting. All of the stuff that you need every day Mm -hmm. and an angry Bill O'Reilly every Friday. (laughs) But let me give you a little bit of a preview here. Yeah. Okay. How fun would this be? Because I'm just looking ahead now. Okay. We're up to number 15 in the charts. Mm -hmm. Stu does America. Mm -hmm. If this audience can pull it off. Mm hmm. At number nine, we have the 1619 podcast from the New York Times. That one pisses me off so Oh, my gosh. They're just manipulating and completely reversing all of American history. By the way, Restoring the Covenant this July 4th in Gettysburg, Mm -hmm. we have, I think on Friday or Saturday, we have uh, experts that are going to be doing a a deal debunking the the 1619 project. Yeah, because this is so crazy, so crazy. That they are saying that that is the founding of America, and it was all based on racism. That's not the founding of America. And just think of the New York Times, who's put all this effort into trying to change the history of the United States, has this massively successful uh, podcast, and then Glenn Beck and Stu Does America pass him. I mean, that will be a fun moment. Yes. So that's number uh, nine. Number six, Rachel Maddow. Can we pass Rachel Maddow, you think? Yeah. I would love yeah, that. you could. You could. I don't know if I can okay, just because... No, I'm better. Just stop putting yourself down. It's okay. No, I, <laughs> it's okay. I know It's the algorithm, you and piece then, of garbage. <laughs> number five is Pod Save You've been America. promoting it only stop, on you, this show. What? Number five is Pod Save America. <laughs> yeah. And number one is The Daily from the New York Times. Yeah. So we could pass at least most of those. I mean, most of those we should be able to pass, blow right by. Right. And just go to the top. I, go right to the top. I just love how satisfying it is. Like, we, we just passed Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews? Yep. Passed Chris Matthews. What's, what, what podcast NPR. does Chris Matthews have? And who is watching or listening to a Chris Matthews podcast? I don't know. Apparently somebody. He's, he's number 17. What's the name of it? Uh, so You Want to Be... Oh, this is a new podcast. So You Want to Be President. This is a new podcast. Yeah, you, know, you really... You... This is a typical. No, no, okay, okay, a- boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm had- like, Chris Matthews cannot have a podcast that is in the top twenty. Yeah, well, if it's a new one, yes, he can. Is it a new one? I've, I've never. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it is. I think it's just recently. Although in started. the Chris Matthews timescale, new could be 1941. Yeah, he could have had I that mean, thing out for a very long I, time. I, I just, I just started this. 1923 was the first year I did it on radio. Yeah. Uh, so you're you're right. You're right on that. Um, so it, check it out. Go subscribe. Yeah. So we can beat them. Yeah. Subscribe uh, to both uh, Stu Does America, the podcast, uh, brand new show, really good. Uh, also, the Glenn Beck uh, radio podcast. Uh, we we sure appreciate you listening every day. There's two versions of it, by the way. There's a short version that runs, I think, about an hour, and then there's the full show. Do you do the rate and review thing? Every podcast tells you yeah, you're supposed you to rate to. and review it. I'm you so lazy, to. though. <laughs> no, I, I know. Really, I know. I haven't even rated and reviewed my own podcast. I know. You can say anything. You know, just just rate, you know, give it a five-star rating mm-hmm. and just say, it's great, whatever. Um, but that changes the algorithm. This is all about algorithms, and it helps you be discovered if you're up in the top 20. And right. so it, the more people that rate and review so, and subscribe – the higher it goes. So I just have to write, it's great, whatever? <laughs> yes. Okay, it's great. Yeah. I'm going to put that on your podcast right now. It's okay, great. good. Whatever. whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Just give it. make sure you give it a five-star rating, and it's great, 
whatever. whatever. But then we'll you know, know you're in on the on yeah, the in, in on the joke. So <laughs> just go and rate and review. Subscribe and rate and review. I might just post all the it's great whatever re- reviews we get uh, on on Twitter. Just because I feel like it'll just be fun. To, it should. It's great. It whatever. Should. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm excited about this. I think now we have some, there's some real momentum I have here. To, I have to tell you, I told my staff yesterday, because we are working on the second Wednesday special that is on the Blaze TV, 9 p.m. every Wednesday night, uh, and you can watch it on demand. Those are for the whole class. They're not all for used to. They just look. There's a lot of them there, and I thought I but could. But you eat like Hannah, one. don't you? She's great. There's Hannah, just something Hannah's... about. There's just something about liking Hannah. Generally yeah. speaking. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. everybody should. Everybody should. Yeah. Everybody. That's, 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 that's a good. We should come up with a. It's like almost like a campaign. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. likes Hannah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, uh, I was talking to the staff yesterday because uh, I was doing an interview with a guy who is currently in. Uh, lockdown because of the coronavirus and he was in China and he was uh, you know he he was there he saw it he talked to the doctors he himself is a health professional and we had a conversation for about 40 minutes um, and we'll air all of that after the show on Wednesday night we'll make it available for the blaze uh, viewers as well but I'm doing this special on the coronavirus and we are really we're putting all of our resources into that one show a week. You know, I'm giving all my daily commentaries and everything else, but I'm using all the research uh, resources for that one show. And as I said to my staff yesterday, we finished up some work yesterday for Wednesday, and I said I'm more excited for this show than I think I even was for Fox. I haven't been this excited for a show uh, in I don't know a decade. Because it is just going to be cutting edge, timely, every single week you're going to get everything you need to know on that one subject. Mm. And, uh, and so subscribe, please. Join us at The Blaze TV. Okay, uh, back in just a second with some actual stuff that is useful to you. Sorry if we've wasted your time here in the last uh, couple of minutes. It's Stu's fault. Now, <laughs> I have good news and bad news. Bad news is you screwed up. I swear, Valentine's Restaurant Reservation was eight, not seven, I swear. Then you thought her favorite flowers were peonies. Turns out they were roses. Ha ha ha, hello. And finally, in a desperate attempt to salvage the e- evening, you pulled out your guitar and ben-, ben began singing, There's a hole in the sky where a tree once was. Someone's making some money. Oh, that was a mistake. The good news is, instead of staying the night on a lumpy couch, you can sleep in the brand new X chair in the den. You know that it has a patented dynamic variable lumbar support and 10 different settings. The X chair is what you and those around you need for a comfortable workday, and I think it's as comfortable as the couch, if not more so. It also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you have zero risk. And most companies can't do that because most companies aren't shipping out the X chair, and they're people open and like, that's not really what I thought it was going to be. This is better than you think it will be. Don't settle for less than the very best. It is the X-Chair. X-Chair on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 844-4X-Chair. xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code BECK. You'll receive a free set of the new X-Wheels with your chair. It's xchairbeck.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. (laughs) 
You're reading some of the reviews now, uh, just pouring in. Yeah. Uh, this one uh, is, is entitled, Screw Michael Moore, which is a weird right. way to review my podcast. <laughs> right, right, right. I was too lazy to subscribe to Stu's show. Then he mentioned that I could participate in knocking Mr. Fat Slob down a peg, and I was all in. <laughs> I'm too busy to listen to the show, but screw more. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. You know, AI is getting really good. I don't know if I would add in there, I don't really listen to the show. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably that's a probably bad true. idea. Are you, um, by the way, I've, I've been following, you know, multiple election models yes. here. Yeah. Uh, not just like hot ladies that talk about the election, <laughs> but the statistical models right. that try really? to predict the outcome. I prefer the hot models. They're, it's definitely better reading. Right. I right. will say okay. that. So there's four or five of them that I follow. I'm going to write that down for my election coverage. Election uh, models. Election models. <laughs> Election models. Okay. <laughs> so, and this is pretty much uniform now with all of them that are attempting to do this. You Ooh, know, with the polls uniforms. and, and I, polls? I brought you down a weird. A, a weird <laughs> I, I'm lost. I don't know what you're you even are, talking okay. about now. Okay. So they all flashbacks of the Super Bowl are sort of uniform. Okay. Um, in what they're predicting now, and w- they're seeing a pretty clear front runner emerge in all of these uh, models. Which is um, no one, like not, not a tie, not we're not sure, but no one, no one gets the amount of delegates needed before the convention to win the nomination. The leader of the pack is a contested convention right now, which is That's remarkable. now the leader? The leader. About a 40% chance that we're going to get a contested convention on the this, Democratic I side. I mean, the Democrats are on fire. Can you imagine going into a contested election with people who have already said on Bernie Sanders' own campaign staff that they will burn Milwaukee to the ground, that if they don't get it, if they try to play any kind of games, they'll burn it to the ground. It'll be 1968. Do you know what... See, Stu, see if mm. we can... Let's broadcast from Milwaukee, but only if we can get asbestos outfits. <laughs> okay. You know, bulletproof asbestos outfits. If I can get a bulletproof asbestos suit, I'm at the convention. That thing is going to be crazy if it's, con- if it's contested. When's the last time they had a contested election? Oh, my gosh. It goes back to the 50s, isn't it? I don't know. I know the most famous contested election is the election of eighteen what fifty nine or sixty That's when with that Abraham was, Lincoln. Oh yeah, um, there was what was the one that um, you know how many you know how many votes it took to get to Abraham Lincoln? A hundred over a hundred or something. No, I think it was fifty fifty three or fifty nine. That was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. What was the one that uh, it was? It David Petruza that wrote the book about the six presidents uh, yes. in, in the nineteen twenty. Yeah, 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 wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. it was. I think the book is called nineteen twenty. Okay, um, let's see nineteen six. Like say the Democratic Party's nineteen sixty eight convention um, almost was brokered, but wasn't. Nineteen fifty two was the uh, was the last one. Nineteen fifty eight was that Wallace. 68. No, that was 72. Right. Wallace was 72. Right, so, it's, yeah, because there was no brokered convention in any of those years. Okay. 1952, the last one, with Adlai Stevenson. Wow. Love that. Dwight Eisenhower. 
that was uh, Eisenhower had 595 delegates out of 1,206 in his first roll call, but then they changed the vote so he could be declared. But yeah, the the the, the Lincoln one was really nuts. That was uh, yeah. No, nobody nobody even knew who Lincoln was. I mean, Lincoln was a congressman from Illinois. He was not he was not the favorite. He wasn't. He was not, not like it is today. And he was, uh, he comes up and he, he, they just keep voting and his name just keeps growing and growing and growing. And then in the end, you know, you have to make a deal. And so finally they started making deals and that's the part that it's going to drive absolutely out of their mind. Every Bernie Sanders supporter, this is going Hmm. to look like such a setup and it's going to only hurt the press even more. It's going to hurt the democratic party, going to hurt the press gonna hurt unity i mean there is i just think there's trouble coming like just think well i and only reason i say that i'm not predicting it i'm just doing what i usually do when it comes to like things like the caliphate or you know osama bin laden bombing the world trade center you know i'm just taking them at their word that when they say they're going to cause riots chaos death destruction they mean it take them at their word American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Right now, if you tried to buy a house two years ago, let's say it was a $200,000 house, uh, you would you would only be able to buy a $200,000 house, and that would be that would max you out your limit. Now you can buy a, a $250,000 house because 16% increase in buying power has happened with lower interest rates in the last couple of years. So that that's incredible. Now, that means that you can buy a bigger house, better house at a lower price, even though it, the price tag may not be lower. Your mortgage will be the same on a house that was much less expensive just two years ago. If you are already in a mortgage, it means you should look at refi. Please look into this, do the responsible thing, take that money even and just pay your house down on the principal faster it's american financing at 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or americanfinancing.net do it now all right go to blaze tv.com use the promo code glenn save 10 bucks off i don't know maybe we'll get the uh, hole in the sky full video posted very soon yeah gotta do that Hey, so glad that you've joined us today. We had the uh, last night on Blaze TV, we released the Glenn Beck podcast, uh, which comes out for everybody else on Saturday. Um, This time it's Matt Best. And I don't know if you know who Matt Best is. Um, You you may not know him by name, but if you saw him or you watched one of his videos, you'd know immediately. uh, Oh, that guy is really funny. Um, he's an interesting guy and, um, and a fantastic entrepreneur that has, he's a veteran that started his own business, sold it off, became successful, started doing his own advertising and, and these videos. Uh, then he got roped in and they started uh, black rifle coffee together. 
and he has millions of views on his, you know, I guess you would call them commercials, but they are, they're just jokes. They're so funny. Uh, and it is, it's very conservative. I mean, it is, the, the joke is it's everything conservative. And uh, uh, we, aired the we aired the podcast last night we released it for blaze tv subscribers last night and the comments that we're getting back uh on it is from fans of his i've never seen him like this uh it's a totally different side uh and and a really intriguing side of matt best uh let me let me play uh, this clip from the podcast it's available now matt best war and social media are drugs there's a very interesting gentleman, and it gave me so much perspective. He's a former um, special operations guy, and uh, his name's Tyler. And he had this whole statement about lack of PTS, the lack of post-traumatic stress. That was very interesting because, you know, when I wrote my book, I personally, just me, individually speaking, never had issues of what I went through and what I saw. Mine was always the sense of purpose, and that's what I had such a difficult transition coming out because... I missed it. And when I was in, I literally convinced myself I was going to die. And my, my mentality was, well, time to kill as many bad guys before I die. I was convinced that was, and it was why I was kind of, you know, I wouldn't say fearless, but more aggressive in nature for getting my job done and keeping people safe. And, um, so when you lived past that, I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. It, it, It was like, got in the car and someone said drive and I had no GPS, had no clue, clue where to go. And so that's something that I've, I've found my new purpose in life is ensuring that I don't have, hopefully can help other, you know, 23 year old dudes like me that get out of the military and have some form of inspiration and an understanding that there is more life to live. There's even more quality of life to live outside of the military. So be thankful for it, but don't define yourself in the rest of your life through that, you know, four, six, eight years. That's as a chapter, move on and write an epic book. Don't, don't write one, one cool chapter. Can't that be said, however, for millennials, most millennials, that they, they're getting into a car and they, they want to serve. They, they have good intentions. They want to do the right thing. Right. But it's a, purpose, uh, it's a purposeless life. You know, social media and all of this stuff, yeah, it's it's just, it has no purpose. Well, that's, that's the very difficult time. And you're saying how, how fame can be a drug. You know, I think the social media complex is very scary and terrifying. You know, you can go on there and see 12 year olds dancing for a like it, like on their Instagrams and doing all, it's just, it's weird and bizarre to me. And it's like, I'm kind of terrified to have kids because I'm like, oh man, it's, hard. it's a weird world to bring them into. And it, it's a very surface level environment we've created with most social media because they're willing to act immorally or do anything for that comment and like for that self-validation and it's fake affirmation. It's, it's, there's no substance to it. You know, they'd rather get 60 likes on a comment than have that one great interpersonal, you know, relationship with someone that loves them, their character, not their blonde hair or their, their muscles. You know, it's hard. You know, this because you have 70 million likes on and 70 million views on, on one of your uh, YouTube videos. When you have one that doesn't perform well, right. it automatically, right. you automatically go, well, what did I do different? What? Right. And if you're not really self-aware, which I haven't met a teenager that is, <laughs> if you're not really self-aware, yes. 
you start mutating for the algorithm. It's a fascinating conversation with Matt Best. Uh, and again, as I said, there are, you know, 70 million views on some of his videos. They're remarkably successful. Very, very funny. And a Matt, side of Matt Best you have not seen before, as well as a, the funny side of him as well. Tonight at, uh, uh, what time do we post this, I think? I'm not sure. Uh, but tonight is the uh, Friday night exclusive uh, on Blaze TV, and it is with Peter uh, Schweitzer. Uh, he, he is... He is a journalist, and I, in fact, I start the interview, I think, um, with the, 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 talking about how we we got to know each other um, years ago, um, and I just thought of him as a journalist and a writer because he was taking on both sides. I didn't know what political party, I still don't know what political party he affiliates with um, or what his political views are. Because we have talked about how politicians go bad on both sides. And he, you know, he did specials, series for CNN on corruption. Um, and he was he was a darling of the left. And that not that they not that he was sucking up to them or just telling them what they wanted to hear. They were at the time willing to hear it about corruption on on either side and a corruption in Washington. Then he wrote Clinton Cash, and when Clinton Cash came out and it started to become really effective, uh, he was suddenly a pariah, and now he is just so discredited. Now he's got no credibility whatsoever, even though he's still doing exactly the same thing. And if you want to hear the truth, here's a guy who will speak it, and much of the research uh, that we did uh, on Ukraine, its its basis was uh, on Peter's work. And so it's really important work. We talk about Joe Biden and and the obscenity of what is happening in China with our politicians. And he names names. It's beyond Joe Biden. And it's also Republicans that need to uh, get out of business with China. And we've got to clean this mess up. But he also goes into interesting stories about Bernie Sanders, that if Bernie Sanders people knew what Bernie Sanders, well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, because socialists don't mind it. They don't mind that uh, when Chavez died, his his daughter left with, what was it, $3 billion? $3 billion? Incredible. Uh, I think the Castros, when, he, when uh, Castro died, I think he... His family now has $9 billion. It's crazy. The Bernie stuff was really interesting. One of the things I thought Schweizer was uh, interesting on when it comes to Bernie is I sort of have in my head a little bit of a narrative, which is Bernie is, would be a terrible president, and he would ruin the economy, and he'd, and he'd be a socialist. But at least he, he's honest. At least he, he'll say it. He'll right. say he's going to tax the middle class, right. right? Like where Elizabeth Warren won't or Pete Buttigieg, who is, you know, it, narrowly to the right. Uh, you can't even almost say it. It's, yes, he's not a, an out, avowed socialist, but he believes in almost all the same things. And the things he does not promote, if you listen to what he says, Klobuchar is the same way. Mm-hmm. What they say is, we can't get that done. Let's be realistic. 
Like, it's not that that would be terrible for our country. It's, right. you know, this is, we can't get that done right now. We don't have 60 votes to get this done. And now even Bernie's supporters seem to be arguing that, no, don't worry about Medicare for all. He doesn't have enough votes to get it. Don't worry. Um, yeah, but they're, they're looking at, you saw the list mm-hmm. of executive action that he's thinking on taking. And when asked about it, you know, how are you going to get this through Congress? He has said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's damn near a quote, I'm going to be running the presidency differently than it's been run in the past. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, he's he's, he's there. He'll he's, get rid of the filibuster. Oh, he'll, he'll, get, he'll roll over everything. Yeah. You know, Bernie's a, is, it a will unique, be a, is a unique guy. It will way. not be the United States of America anywhere close to what it is now. So my argument has essentially in my head been, look, he, he's socialist. But at least he's telling us it's, it's he's honest about it. Right. Really looking at Schweizer's work, it's hard to maintain that narrative. He is, you know, Sanders is not honest he's honest about his ideology at some level but the 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 idea that you could come out and be mr for the people and do the things he's doing to enrich his own family i mean it does it doesn't work together you know but you know it does because all of the people that always are in charge they the the supporters they don't seem to care they it's it's i think they all think they're going to be on the end club that's the problem before, when a socialist comes over, you know, comes up and you're saying, oh, well, they're going to take over and they're going to bring things to the people. And, you know, yeah, I know they'll probably enrich themselves a little bit, but it's fine. I don't care. It's because you think you're in the in-group, right? You're an early adopter. The people who really get, uh, I mean, almost everybody finds out they're not early enough, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone, mm-hmm. you're always pushed getting rid of the people who are close to you when you mm-hmm. have that sort of power. But I think that's the belief, at least at some level. But like what Bernie was doing you know, in media, very very standard thing to have an, an agency, a media buyer. So if you are you're selling uh, cake balls and you want to get them all over, uh, you know, all the radio shows, but you don't kind of call each individual radio show, each individual radio station. You go to an agency or a media buyer. They go and they they do all they the buys. buy it. They know where to buy. They know where your audience is. Mm-hmm. They know the target, mm-hmm. and so they pay a commission. They get paid a commission for that. So if you spend a hundred dollars on ads, they get paid fifteen dollars, right? Well, that's Totally normal, totally allowed, no problem at all. What Bernie did when he was in Vermont was hire a new media buyer, uh, which just happened to be his wife, right? So when, now if he just took 15% of the donations and just gave them to his wife or his girlfriend, I can't remember if they were married at the time, but just gave them, gave her the money would be a huge scandal, right? Now she wasn't a media buyer before this. She just started becoming a media buyer so she could buy all the media for Bernie's campaigns. So she would give a hundred thousand he would give a hundred thousand dollars for a media purchase. She'd keep fifteen thousand dollars, spend eighty-five, and then when you look at the line item of the uh, returns for the campaign, it just says a hundred thousand dollar media buy. So she's she's being enriched totally behind the scenes. Well, the biggest problem was that in uh, during his last presidential campaign. There was $85 million of, of payments for campaign of advertising. Mm-hmm. And that was funneled through an agency uh, in Virginia. But this agency doesn't exist, didn't even have a website. It was two friends of Bernie Sanders' wife mm-hmm. that it was just the address of their house. And so all $85 million take away 15%, went through that house. 15% of that stayed. How much of that money went back to Bernie Sanders? 
he's worth probably a lot more than he is saying that he is. That's it's fine. It's just grotesque. It's just grotesque. And, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to him. I talked to Peter Schweitzer tonight on this uh, Friday night uh, exclusive. And I, I asked him, have you looked into Donald Trump? And he said, yeah, I have. And he talks about how Donald Trump is not doing the things that he was afraid he was going to do, um, you know, by signing, hey, we're opening up a new Beijing hotel, you know, Trump Hotel Beijing. He's not doing any of that stuff. And I I asked him, how do you feel um, America would take that if he did? And we both came to the same conclusion. If Donald Trump would betray the American people and do some of this dirty, shady dealings that uh, that everyone else is doing, I think a lot of his supporters would be very disillusioned. And I think he knows that. I hope he knows that. Um, and he has you know, shown great restraint. And maybe it's because he knows he would get in trouble for it when nobody else would. And Peter talks about how Donald Trump, the secret to Trump is he knows who these politicians are because they all came into his office. And as he said, yeah, I gave Chuck Schumer money because I wanted something done. So he knows who they really are. He knows that they're not about principles. They're about cash. It's a fascinating interview tonight with um, uh, with Peter Swizer, And you can you can watch that on Blaze TV with your subscription. My pillow. Well, Valentine's Day evening, finally going to be over. You've danced, you've drunk champagne, you stare deeply into each other's eyes as the music moved between you. And now more than anything else, as the night comes to a beautiful close, you retire to the bedroom, turn out the lights, and in the dark of the night, you invite my pillow just to lay there tenderly next to you. So you can get some sleep on your Giza Dreams sheets. I don't know what's happened to her, but I'm going to fluff up my pillow and go fast asleep. My pillow products truly remarkable, and right now the Giza Dream sheets are buy one get one free. It's an amazing deal because Giza cotton is the best cotton in the world. It's durable, soft, gets softer every time you sleep in it and wash it. With Giza Dream sheets, you're going to feel the luxury and the comfort literally from head to toe. Mike Lindell is grateful to have wonderful customers like you. You made the MyPillow company that it is today, and he would like to give you a special gift right now, and that is buy one, get one free. pair of Giza Dream Sheets. You get one, he'll give you the other one for free. Also, deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products. Enter promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get these great radio specials now. MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, the Democrats have said that they want to find somebody better than Donald Trump. And I think they have in Mike Bloomberg. 
as long as we're talking about somebody who is better at sexually harassing women or has bigger numbers of those who have complained. We look at the top number that we could find on complaints against Donald Trump and the press, you know, found 25. Um, Unfortunately, uh, 40 sex discrimination and sexual harassment lawsuits against Michael Bloomberg and 64 women uh, say they have been abused by uh, Michael Bloomberg. So... They, they win. They win. If they're playing the Me Too game, remember, guys, low score wins. You're listening to Glenn Beck.